0: Welcome to Heatwave Sports, Fox Sports Radio, Las Vegas. Tim Unglesby and Angel with you from the newly renovated Fox Sports Studios. And of course, joining me on the horn, my longtime partner and friend, TomBartonSports.com, cleaning up again today, Mr. Tom Barton. Tommy, so many, so many ways we can go with this show tonight. We got three or four great bullet points to hit on. Uh, So let's just get initial thoughts as we open up this show. Let's just start with the game itself. And, uh, you know, the ending was the ending. The overtime was the overtime. But on an overall, if you had to rate this game on a scale of 1 to 10, where do you, where do you place it?
1: You know, despite the overtime, Tim, eh, eh, it's a B minus. I mean, I thought it was very sloppy early. A lot of penalties, a lot of drop passes, a lot of holding calls, sloppy quarterback play. Um, The, the first half, Look, for me, who had the under, I loved it. But the first half was was a, slop, a sloppily played game. The second half was not much better. It, we needed a, um, a decision. I mean, the game was decided because the ball bounced off of a guy on the punt team that wasn't paying attention. Right? That, that's the reason why the Chiefs won, right? You don't like a, a game decided by nonsense like that. But it did have excitement. It did have an overtime. So you can't give it a, a total C or D call. I thought it was an uninspiring game. I thought it was a, a blah game, where you go, okay, you know, it's It's sort of what I expected. Look, I told you guys last time, I thought I thought San Francisco was going to win 23 to 20. Uh, I mean, it was 22-19, right? It was right there. I didn't expect anything prolific and a great game and a well-played game by both teams. I think both teams shot themselves in the foot. We saw a lot of bad coaching, lots of bad quarterback play uh, from both guys. Um, fumbles, mistakes, errors, McCaffrey, uh, Pacheco, interceptions by Mahomes. It was a sloppy game to him overall.
0: I agree. I, I going into the overtime, I was uh, I had a, like a six, and it maybe pushed it to a seven for me. But I struggled with this game a lot, and um, I, I had the same sentiment. And, and I, I read a lot of people wanted to say that. Oh, the defense was phenomenal. Eh, that's not not necessarily the case there. I, I agree with what you said. There was more mistakes and teams looking to lose a game rather than teams that were winning a game. And the, the bottom line is, Tom, when we went, uh, what you had said to me earlier, way earlier in the week, that they don't want the ball in Patrick Mahomes' hands at the end of a game. And that's exactly what happened. And they deserve to lose. That, that's the bottom line, right?
1: Yeah, they deserve to lose because Shanahan was was absolutely terrible. I, I mean, it, here's a, a case where we've talked about this in the past, Tim, and this is going to upset Kansas City fans, but it's reality. And anybody that understands football will agree with me. Kansas City did not win the game tonight. The San Francisco 49ers lost it. Um, this was a subpar game by Patrick Mahomes, a subpar game by Travis Kelsey, a subpar game by most of the key players. Now, their defense played really well. When they needed to, absolutely. Like I said, this game was lost on a fluke play on special teams, not even like a missed kick, on the special teams punt team. That's the deciding factor in this game. Uh, That's just the reality of the deciding factor in this game. Um, You just don't like to see a game go like that. Look, I had no money on the Niners. Very small lean to the Niners. So this is not somebody that's sitting back and, you know, complaining because I didn't win money, okay? So let, let's make that perfectly clear. Um, I had the under, and I won, even with overtime. But it was it was just one of those games where you said, you really think Kansas City deserves to win this game? I, I I don't. I was screaming. It's funny. I watched a game with my son, Tommy, and he's a uh, prolific artist. And he's sitting there, and we have our Super Bowl sheets out, and he's drawing something and drawing something. And he hands the, hands the sheet to Abby about eh, almost into the fourth quarter. And he just says, scream uh, in big letters, run the ball. And I said, buddy, what's that for? He's like, that's all you keep saying. I said, I think I texted out five times. Like, you know, Shanahan is a train wreck. I would be firing Shanahan tomorrow. This is not a Chiefs win. I want to give Andy credit a lot of credit. I want to give Steve Spagnuolo a lot of credit. Let's not act like Patrick Mahomes had a good game. He did not. Stop it. Let's not act like Travis Kelsey had a good game. He did not. Stop it. Let's not act like uh, even Andy Reid, who I love, had a a tremendous game. No, they had a good fourth quarter, but they were in the game, and they weren't put away because Kyle Shanahan is a disaster. Tim, Kyle Shanahan now has been to three Super Bowls as the offensive coordinator or the head coach. His teams have been outscored 68-12 to in the fourth quarter in overtime. He has now on his resume the biggest Super Bowl lead loss in history when he was the Falcons offensive coordinator, the second biggest lead in history of the Super Bowl blown loss, 10-point lead uh, in Super Bowl 54, and tied for the second most ever a 10-point lead tonight. Uh, Kyle Shanahan doesn't know what to do, and I said it last night. When we were talking about running the ball and Christian McCaffrey and everything else, I use these words. I said, Kyle Shannon is not stupid enough to do it three times. I severely undercut how dumb Kyle Shannon can be in the fourth quarter of the Super Bowl.
0: Let's not forget the extra point that was blocked, Tommy, that essentially on that last uh, drive for San Francisco in the fourth quarter, had they gotten a first down, they could have just ran the clock out and the game would be over. I, I think, um, you know, I saw a lot of people blaming the kicker for it, and, and it's not even his fault. You know, that's just the way it is. The guy kicked a 55-yard field goal earlier, so let's stop with that. It, it Like I said, a 6, maybe a 7 out of 10. And I'm stretching when I say 7. I'll say 6. I re, I'm, I'm rescoring it, Tom. I say 6 in a game that was lackluster, scoreless first quarter, a 10-3 halftime game. Uh, second, uh, second half was... Up until the fourth quarter, really, for me, you know, the, I just, I agree. There's a lot of things we can go, a lot of directions to go here. And the thing about it is, I could say the same thing about the Ravens two weeks ago, say the same things about um, the Bills, why these teams just did not continue to run the ball. And Frisco came out with that specific, uh, right, Tom, that specific game plan was that Shanahan said that he wanted to run the ball at least 30 times in the game. They were up to 16 at the break. And then they just they went they just went to the air. And I and I don't get it because he's the guy that's calling those plays, correct?
1: Yes. And and Tim, it's not even how many times they ran, it's the key spots. Third and two, under two minutes to go. You're facing Patrick Mahomes across the sideline from you. You have Christian McCaffrey in the backfield. He drops back in shotgun for Brock Purdy to throw the ball. Look, you, you you know, you either run the ball right up the middle with McCaffrey. Or or you're just settling for three, because if you run the ball, first of all, I thought that was fourth down, four down territory. Okay, I I don't know about you guys, I'm I'm looking at four down territory. Looking across the way with Patrick Mahomes, you get that first down. You have two downs to get one yard with Christian McCaffrey behind you. If you get that first down, game's over, right? Moody's kicking a field goal with two seconds to go in the game, and, and like it or not, he's either tying the game or, or and going into overtime, or you win the game. For them to go into shotgun with Brock Purdy, and I like Purdy, shotgun with a rookie quarterback or a second-year quarterback, Mr. Irrelevant in a shotgun at that spot, and oh, by the way, he goes deep. Like, run Christian McCaffrey up the middle. The guy is the best running back in the last decade in the NFL. The guy's the best running back, the best player in the NFL right now. Run the ball up the middle, two times in a row. You need two yards in two plays with Christian McCaffrey. Instead, they went shotgun with Brock Purdy, and they had to settle for three.
0: Where did this game for Kansas City, where could it have changed earlier, Tom? Was it just that the San Francisco defense was ready for the game plan? It looked like Kelsey was being bottled up pretty well most of this game. Was was this an instance in your mind that if, if San Francisco sticks to the game plan and keys in on, on situational plays, they win this game going away by double digits.
1: Yeah. I mean, Patrick Mahomes looked absolutely horrible in the first half. A- absolutely terrible. Mahomes looked bad. Kelsey looked terrible. Uh, Greenland got hurt with a, a weird situation when he went down, you could argue all you want about how much he, he is. And when people talk about Bosa and Warner, there's a lot of guys that are, very close to San Francisco that I'll tell you that he's their best defensive player. And when he went down, it opened up things like the running game for Patrick Mahomes, which we saw in the second half. They went into the locker room. This is why I give Andy credit, uh, Andy Reid a lot of credit. They went into the locker room and said, wow, one of the best players in the NFL just went down. Uh, let's attack that. And that's what they did. After that, it was Mahomes running the ball, Mahomes scrambling. He didn't have a lot of rushing yards in the first half. It was what he was going to do at that point. And you turn around and you look at um, Greenlaw going down, then the fluke kick. San Francisco, I I wrote to you guys, I said, they they may shut him out. Where San Francisco looked in the first half, before Greenlaw got hurt, there was no way Kansas City was winning. Mahomes looked like a deer in headlights. Uh, Travis Kelsey was non-existent, and this team was just out of it. Greenlaw got hurt. They found the ability to take advantage of his backups. The, one of the best players in the NFL is out of the game. Let's just attack the zone, attack, attack, attack. That's exactly what they did. Give Andy Reid all the credit in the world and Patrick Mahomes for realizing that. But yeah, that's where it went bad. There, are, To me, there are three key moments in this game. Key moment number one, Greenlaw getting injured. Key moment number two, off of the punt uh, team's leg, right? Because let's not blame the punt returner. A lot of people did. No, it was off the punt team's leg. Uh, number two. Number three, not running Christian McCaffrey on a third and two inside the 20-yard line with two minutes to go. Those are the three absolute moments. This is not a game that should have been in it overtime. This is not a game that Kansas City should have been winning. It's a game San Francisco probably should have won something to the tune of 27 to 3, 27 to 10, maybe. They shouldn't have had a problem. But the spotlight got too bright, and this is what we see.
0: Patrick Mahomes grabs the MVP again, 333 yards, two touchdowns in the game. Travis Kelsey, nine catches, 93 yards. Our buddy Matt Visca on the show last night, Tommy, said, it's a lock. He's going under the 69. Chris Wynn did not like that. Uh, you should have saw the face facial expression in the studio, but it, it's, it's the old ad is, right, Tommy? You know, these guys, are they're they're good at what they do, and the more times you give an opportunity to get you – that's what happens. And, and that's exactly what happened to the Niners in the fourth quarter and the overtime period.
1: Well, I mean, look, you give a team an extra quarter. And let's be honest, that's exactly what it was. What was there? A minute to go under, a minute to go 30 seconds? You give, give a team an extra quarter, you're going to cash those overs. You know, I can't get down on Matt for the under at Travis Kelsey. Uh, Kelsey was non existent, a complete liability in most of the game. Uh, you give him an extra quarter in the game, you take out Drake Greenlaw. Yeah, that's going to happen. I mean, that that's, once Greenlaw went down, all of a sudden, Kelsey became a part of that offense, right? Um, Patrick Mahomes, 333 yards. Yeah, he stepped back 46 times and got an extra quarter. Tim, Patrick Mahomes had a subpar game. Mm-hmm. Make no mistake about it. But he had a tremendous overtime and, and even fourth quarter. But again, we're looking at a spot where, how would we be talking about Travis Kelsey and Patrick Mahomes had the Niners ran the ball and got the first down from McCaffrey. Travis Kelsey, subpar game, doesn't it's over. Mediocre. uh, Patrick Mahomes looks like a deer in headlights. I don't want to say choke job, but mediocre job. But because they had an extra quarter and they wound up eventually winning the game, winning is the only thing that matters, winning the game with an extra quarter of play, you look at them a little bit differently, don't you?
0: Kelsey had one catch for one yard. At the break, one catch for one yard,
1: and then Drake Green- Greenlaw got injured.
0: Well, let's let's dust the Niners off here, and then we'll we'll go um, to the the actual somewhat formatted sheet I have in front of me, which is literally handwritten on a piece of paper towel. But I put in the in my post over on the X at HW Sports. By the way, you can see Tommy over at, at Tom Barton Sports, and if you want to call in tonight and. Complain about your team or say that Tommy and I are wrong or say that Tommy and I are right. 876 1340 is the Heat wave hotline. I said in uh, one of the topics we were going to talk about was 49ers choke artist, Tom. This is now like you, and you kind of touched on it earlier with Shanahan two times uh, as a 49er coach with double digit lead, both times of the Chiefs they lost, and then the 25 point lead that Brady picked him apart in the second half when he was at Atlanta. But also for the Niners, if you want to go back to when my Ravens took him out in New Orleans in the Super Bowl, that's three straight now, Tommy, for a franchise that had been 5-0 at that point. Now they've lost three in a row, two in the last four years, and you want Shanahan gone. What's going on with the Niners? Obviously, they're not going to fire him, but what needs to happen here next season? Are they going to be able to just come right back into
1: this mix? I mean, look, what they've proven at this point, Tim, is very simple. They are a very good regular season team. Before the year began, and this isn't myself patting myself on the back, it's just giving you an idea. Before the year began, I told you guys, I think that San Francisco is going to be in the Super Bowl. Now, I wasn't sure they were going to win the the division. I even said, they may not win the division. I don't think I picked them to win the division. Because I said, injuries lead them there. But when they're healthy, they're the best team in the NFL. Uh, The adage held true tonight, didn't it? If Drake Greenwald doesn't get injured the best team in the NFL. They win this game. Win this game going away, most likely. Um, that team is coming back to him. But now you're dealing with guys like Christian McCaffrey, who has had two consecutive healthy seasons, but has an injury history. Greenlaw, injury history. Nick Bosa, injury history. Debo Samuel, injury history. Uh, Trent Williams, injury history. A couple of those offensive linemen, injury history. You're dealing with a team um, that is getting a little bit older, But their injury history is just uh, insane. And you're looking at this team, you go, you were healthy going into the Super Bowl. This was your chance. This was it. I think they'll have a very good regular season record again. They'll be able to kind of mix and match things again to get here. But it all depends. I mean, if you tell me right now that next year going into the playoffs, San Francisco is 100% healthy, I'm telling you that San Francisco's winning the Super Bowl. But that's a lot of ifs, man. That's a lot of moving parts. That's a lot of guys that you're counting on who don't generally stay healthy must stay healthy because what we've learned is Shanahan cannot coach in the Super Bowl, number one. Number two, this team does not stay healthy often for a long stretch. It just hasn't happened. One of the benefits of the Kansas City Chiefs, they're coached really well, and they stay healthy.
0: Top 49er free agents coming up, Chase Young, Tayshon Gibson, John Feliciano, Javon Kinlaw, all starters, Tom, those are the top four. The rest seem like depth issues there. But, you know, we see roster changes every year. We see guys leave. We see you guys come in. So of those four replaceable pieces, yes?
1: Yes, but it goes back to my last statement. The Niners need depth, Tim. You know, so where you breezed over, and I don't blame you, but where you breezed over their depth, you say, wow, those guys are depth pieces." The problem is with the Niners, they could be key pieces. Greenlaw goes out tonight. Who comes in? A depth piece, right? Mm-hmm. Debo went out for for a period tonight. Who goes in? A depth piece. That's the problem when you're talking about the Niners. They need those depth pieces. I don't think free agency is going to kill them, but it's going to ding them enough that they feel it.
0: So business as usual, Tom, and if, if they're healthy, they're right there. If they're not could be a rough season, but it's – you can only – I guess the, I guess the thing is now we just go back to the word choke artist because how many times do you have to get there and not win it before you become the, the Atlanta Braves of the NFL?
1: Uh, this is going to hurt too. I mean th- this is psychologically, mentally th- – this has to hurt. Overtime loss in a game where your coach completely blew it, it's the second time to the same team that it happened. This has to be emotionally, mentally draining.
0: Quick text from the the hotline, Tommy. Uh, this was coming to you. It says, got to push back a bit on the whole Mahomes had a subpar game. The dude had 333 passing yards, including a game-winning touchdown pass, multiple key running plays. Also, you literally just said he had a great fourth quarter in overtime. How does the quarterback have a subpar game after that?
1: How do you – listen, Oh, How do you give me stats to back up your argument – And tell me he played five quarters. You can't can't sit back and say, wait a minute, Tom, 330 yards, 46 passing attempts. Oh, that's fantastic. He had five quarters. He had five quarters. Yeah, he's going to rack up a lot of yards. He's going to rack up a a lot of passing attempts. He had two touchdowns and one interception in five quarters. I'm not telling you that. Listen, I'm not sitting here saying he was bad. He had a bad first half. He wasn't bad. Uh, it's a subpar game. It, it, if you told me before the game began in five quarters, Patrick Mahomes is going to throw for 330, two touchdowns, two touchdowns in five quarters, come on. Come on. You can't say that you'd be happy. And an interception. Oh, by the way. Mahomes did what he had to do at the end of the game. Mahomes did what he had to do. You want to call it a good game? I'll be fine. Okay. It was a good game, it wasn't great. It, it wasn't extraordinary. It's nothing that we're going to remember. Oh, what an effort by Mahomes. No, no, no. He did what he had to do. Which, listen, we, we've seen that with the greats. We've seen that with Brady against the Rams, right? They didn't barely score. He did what he had to do. We watched Brady against Philadelphia, put up elite numbers, look like the best player that we've ever seen, and they lost that game. So he did what he had to do. But let's not throw stats out to back yourself up for an argument when he played five quarters.
0: Tom, we call those guys stat compilers, don't we?
1: Yeah, exactly. 333 yards, 46 attempts, two touchdowns, one interception in a four-quarter game. Hey, that's a good game. In a five-quarter game, I don't know. I mean, it's fine, <laughs> right? I mean, it, it's how how many? He didn't have 300 yards before the fourth quarter going into going into overtime. Okay, and again, had the Chiefs. I look. I know that they went into overtime with one. Had Kansas City lost that game because San Francisco runs the ball and kicks the field goal. Patrick Mahomes is under 300 yards passing. Patrick Mahomes has one interception and one touchdown. So he got extra time to play. Okay, great. He got extra time. Tim, if, if a baseball player goes 0 for 5 in the 9-inning game, but in the 10th inning hits a home run, so it, you know he's 1 for 6 on the day, it's a game-winning home run. Is that a great game for him? No, oh, you go, listen, he had a great moment, stepped up when you needed. It's not a great game going one for six. It's the same thing here, right? I mean, you you threw for under 300 yards, and you had one touchdown, one interception going into overtime. You played a fifth quarter. Played a fifth quarter because Kyle Shanahan doesn't know what he's doing.
0: Kyle Shanahan now zero and four against Kansas Chiefs as the coach of the San Francisco 49ers. Three of those four losses come by double digits. And it's the most losses, Tommy, without a win that San Francisco has had against any opponent under Kyle Shanahan since he's been the head man in the Bay Area. And uh, I don't, you know, I really don't know what to say that, that you haven't summed up on the 49ers is that it by, lost, by the lost way, opportunities.
1: But, but, but Tim, we just got this on the text line. I want to give a lot of credit here to Chris Wynn because in my rant about ripping apart Shanahan, I even left out uh, the important part. Not running the ball also gave the Niners, I mean, uh, the Chiefs, timeouts. Yeah. Right? So there was a minute, I think, I want to say a minute 56 to go. It might be 58, 54, whatever. Uh, There was a minute and 50-something seconds to go on third down. Had they run the ball on third down right there, even if they get stopped, you're taking 30 seconds off the clock, right? So now you're down under a minute and a half. Casey has to take a timeout, or you're under a minute and a half. Now they run the ball on fourth down. KC is left with zero timeouts to drive the ball 90 yards, right? Or they don't take the timeout and you're kicking the, the field goal with about 45, 40 seconds to go. That, that, see, th- there's so many more layers to that. When you have Christian McCaffrey... The timeouts, Chris Wynn nailed. Absolutely. The fact of the timeouts with Kansas City was massive. The time on the clock is massive. The idea that it's the fourth quarter late in the game and you can run the ball against a tired defense. Absolutely. And didn't you give the Chiefs a little boost? They have Christian McCaffrey back there and they don't think they're man enough to run it on us. They don't think they're tough enough to do it. Look. It's still, at the end of the game, analytics and numbers and stats and trends and, and, and all these things. It's me against you. I'm tougher than you. And all they said there, San Francisco, is that we're not tougher than you. We want to throw the ball with Mr. Irrelevant instead of running it down your throat with Christian McCaffrey. That is the way the game played out, period, and the end. Kyle Shanahan chose to throw the ball deep, with Doc Purdy, hand the ball back to Patrick Mahomes in that spot as opposed to running the ball down their throat on two straight plays with the best running back that of this generation, we could say. It's ridiculous. It, it was one of the more baffling play calls I've seen in the history of the NFL. People will remember the Seattle call not running Marshawn Lynch forever. To me, this was right there.
0: Niners will enter the new season million over the projected salary cap, Tom, which means there'll be some cuts, uh, uh, essentially. I mean, you could do some creative work, but there'll be some cuts here and there, and this will be Purdy's last year under his rookie contract, so they have to make a decision as well, Tom, this season coming up, whether he's the guy. And What about guys like, uh, I'm just throwing names out, right? You look at veteran guys with big, big contracts attached. What about George Kittle? Two catches in this game, Tommy. What about Trent Williams? Some bad penalties. He's, he's over, what, he's going to be over 35 next season. So, I mean, there could be some changes here in San Francisco that have to be made. What about a guy like Kittle who has great games and then virtually is non existent? I've seen that happen more and more here as the last few years have gone by.
1: Hey, listen, I would let Kittle go rather than give him the big salary. I know he's a good blocker, but the San Francisco offense doesn't go through him. Um, so I like him. I like him as a guy. I like him as a player. I I, I like everything about him, but you're not breaking the bank for him. Williams is going to be gone as good as Williams is. And he's fantastic. He was going to retire before this year. Yeah. Kind of came back for one more time. I wouldn't be surprised if he retired. I think you might be burying the lead though, Tim. And that's Christian McCaffrey. Christian McCaffrey doesn't have a lot of time left, right? In 2020, he signed a four year, $64 million contract, $21 million bonus, right? He's got, he's, He's not there yet, but he's getting there. He's 27 years old, going to be 28 next year. This is when running backs all of a sudden turn around, right? Now, he restructured. I know he restructured for his age uh, 28, 29 uh, years. He's uh, $12 million. He's got maybe a year or two left on this team. Um, That window is closing. You know, the window is closing. You're not going to be able to keep Ayuk and Debo for a very long time. You got to make hard decisions here. So I don't think San Francisco, I think they run it back one more time. But you got one more time, and that's about it. And that'll be without Williams for sure. I, I, I'd be stunned if Williams comes back.
0: Ayuk enters his contract extension year as well, and Purdy, Tom. So he made $889,000 this year. Next year is his final year of the rookie deal, depending on how he plays, right? I mean, he has a great season that that explodes as far as a contract goes. So the Niners could be in some uh, cap hell, as they call it here, come next year.
1: Niners could be in some cap hell. Uh, and you see this with any team that's that's good, right? That's why you go all in. Um, and just say, okay, we got to do it. We talked about this about the Eagles last year, exactly this day, right? Right, Last year, the day after the Super Bowl, I told you, man, Eagles are getting very old. Eagles are going to lose some guys. Maybe they have one more year. Now you look at the Eagles situation and go, wow, they are in dire straits one year later. I think San Fran has a 2024 where they can run this back, but it wouldn't shock me if it dinged them up. And I'm telling you, 2025 is going to look ugly for San Fran unless they do something quick.
0: Heatwave Sports, Fox Sports Radio, Tim Unglesby, Tom Barton. When we come back from our first time out, we'll look at the Kansas City Chiefs. A lot of different ways we can go with this one, including what Tom just brought up. Good teams this happens to. It, it happened to the Chiefs kind of before the offseason. And look what happened. So we'll talk about all that. And we'll also make some fun of uh the halftime show as we always do every year. That's what we do. We'll we'll, we'll talk about that. Yeah. Some, some of the commercials, which were let down again, and uh We'll talk about Tom Barton Sports, who had a very, very successful day at the window. All that and more, it's Heat Wave Sports, Fox Sports Radio. Now back to
2: Heat Wave Sports with Tim Monglesby and Tom Barton.
0: America, you acknowledge the Kansas City Chiefs as your NFL champions. Welcome back to Heat Wave Sports, Tim Mugglesby, Tom Barton, and Angel with we'll you on a super Sunday night. The second biggest show of the year, Tom. The first was last night. This is the second biggest one. And you sent me a nice little graphic that even Taylor Swift acknowledges the Tribal Chiefs, sir.
1: I I don't acknowledge the Chiefs or the Tribal Chiefs. (laughs) That's me. I do want to make one correction. For the first half hour of the show, I said it was like third and and two or whatever. It was actually second and five. Um, So they had three chances to get five yards. Three chances. Yeah. Even to worse. Get five though. yards. It was second and five with two minutes, 45 seconds. Brock Purdy stepped back to pass to George Kittle, uh, tackled by McDuffie. Then the two minute warning came, third and five. Third and five, Brock Purdy steps back in a shotgun, incomplete to to Juwan Jennings. So they had three, because uh, I would have ran it on fourth down, three chances to get five yards with the best tackle and the best running back in the league.
0: Even worse then. It makes it even worse, Tom. Absolutely. By the way, that makes you a Cody crybaby if you don't acknowledge either one of what we just talked about.
1: I don't don't even really like Cody. But, But, Tim, let let me ask you this uh, because this is a a lightning rod thing as well since I'm just sitting here ripping apart Shanahan because he's the worst coach I've ever seen in my life in the Super Bowl. Uh, So in overtime, you take the ball, Tim?
0: No, I go last. Yeah, me too. Yeah.
1: Especially against Mahomes, right? Yeah. Uh, I, but but would we be questioning him if he gave the ball to Mahomes and Mahomes came on down and scored a touchdown? I mean, that's the big thing. Look, I have a lot of problems with what Shanahan did tonight. Uh, almost the entire fourth quarter, play calling. I didn't like what he did in overtime play calling. I hated the McCaffrey situation in play calling. I hated the game plan of throwing Brock Purdy 32-some-odd times play calling. Um, I hated everything about it, but everyone seems to be blowing up saying, you don't take the ball. You don't take the ball. I, look, I, I don't know. That's not one that I'm going to rip him on, Tim. I'm just not, because I think if you hand Patrick Mahomes the ball, he drives down the field and scores a touchdown. People are ripping you.
0: I, I agree. I think that he did many, many other things that cost that game rather than whether you take the ball or not. Cause it, it didn't matter. Right. At, at the end, it didn't matter because they each kicked a field goal. So I'm sorry, it did matter, didn't it? <laughs> my, my mistake. Yeah. <laughs> Whoops, sorry, Shannon. Um, look, we all know what happened in the game. We we all know the stats. We all we all figured out. Let's let's look at really the the stories that are going to come out of this. And and you know, a couple of these, Tom, we've foreshadowed a couple weeks ago. We foreshadowed. I'll start with this one because we foreshadowed this one in, at the beginning of the season. And you and I have always felt that Andy Reid. I wouldn't say gets his just due, but with some of the guys that are around just as long as he has been, sometimes I want to feel like he's overlooked, and he really shouldn't be. But after this, Tom, you you threw out the word, and, and we're going to use this word in in two different with two different people here in a second. We're going to at least toss it around. You, you said, "Is he the goat? Um, where do you, where do we stand on this?" It's this three out of five years. He's been in the playoffs, I believe, eighty percent of his career. So. Why is, number one, is it because of just the way he looks, the way he acts, the way he talks, that he doesn't get the respect he does? And do you think there's like a no doubter at this point that you can label him as as a GOAT or right there at the top of the list?
1: He's getting close, right? I mean, he's getting really, really close. Look, I think, I think before this year, it was kind of universally known that he's top 10, right? So then you start talking about The ten guys or the nine guys in front of him. Um, You know, the the Bill Parcells of the world. I think he's surpassed Bill Parcells. Chuck Knoll. It's a tough one, right? Four-time Super Bowl champion, nine division titles. I think Chuck Knoll's tough. Tom Landry. Hmm. Tom Landry. Five Super Bowl appearances. I I, I don't know if he he leapfrogs him. George Halas. Right? Ten division titles. Six NFL champions. Uh, That's a tough one. Is he better than Joe Gibbs? I I think he is. Joe Gibbs is underrated. Four Super Bowl appearances. um, Gives him right there with him. But I think he's better than Parcells. I think he's better than Gibbs. Paul Brown. 14 division titles, three NFL championships. I I think he's right there. I I don't know if he's better, but he's right there. Bill Walsh. Is he better than Bill Walsh? Ah. Three-time Super Bowl champion, six division titles. I think he's right there. Better than Don Shula. Oof. 16 division titles, six Super Bowl appearances. Oh, Shula's going to be a tough one to leapfrog. Lombardi, same thing. Six division titles, three NFL championships, and then you got Belichick. I, I don't know if we could call Andy Reid the GOAT yet. I'm not sure he's better than Belichick. I'm not sure he's better than Lombardi. I'm not sure he's better than Shula. I think he's on the same plane as Walsh, same plane as Brown, same plane as Gibbs, not better than Hallis, same plane as Parcells, same plane as Landry, and then it's it's kind of the null. I would say right now, you have an argument, okay, look, Andy Reid is absolutely inside the top 10. In today's day and age with free agency and everything else, I think you can securely say that he's inside the top five. You want to argue, you want to nip and tuck, you want to split hairs. Maybe he's not Landry, maybe. Okay. I think he's inside my top five, Tim. So now we're talking about, you know, the Lombardis, the Hallises, the Belichick's, the Knowles. It's kind of who's in front of him at that point. I, I think he's right there. I, I mean, if you sat back and you told me, Tom, You know, we need to fill an hour. I want you to take the side of Andy Reid is the greatest coach of all time. I will come up with an hour of statistics and and a compelling argument. If you want to sit back and tell me, Tom, we have an hour, come up with reasons why he's not. I have a compelling argument as well. So, you know, the GOAT is often thrown around too much because that's the greatest of all time. That's usually generally without an argument. Babe Ruth is the GOAT. Anybody that argues differently, you're an idiot, right? I mean, you're just an idiot. Uh, Wayne Gretzky is a GOAT. Anybody that argues that, you're an idiot. Everything else generally is opinion that can be argued one way or the other. There's very few undeniable GOATs. Tom Brady, GOAT, greatest quarterback of all time. If you argue it, you're an idiot. So Andy Reid, he's not in the, yes, you're the GOAT category, but he's in the, hey, let's make a conversation about it. He might be. He just might be.
0: The GOATs, Bill Belichick, right? You have to go by what you know, and what we know is that he's won more. But I will say, Tom, reed has got to be – I would put him right in a top three just based on statistics, which is all we have to go on because that's just how it's registered. Look, he's won uh, over 100 games with two different teams. He's won over 130 games with two different teams. He's won three Super Bowls in the last five years. He won one as an assistant coach. And he's been to the playoffs 18 times in his career. In fact, with the Chiefs, Tommy, he's been in the playoffs nine of the 10 years he's been there. But
1: well, Here's the thing you know. that – here's the thing why, why I would lean towards Reed is because he's had massive success with three different quarterbacks. Whereas I think that we're all – and you know how I feel about Belichick, and this is a hard subject for me to go down. But I think we're all in agreement that Brady made Belichick more than Belichick made Brady. I think we all can be honest with ourselves and say, Andy Reid made Patrick Mahomes way more than Patrick Mahomes made Andy Reid. Patrick Mahomes is a, you know, is a solid quarterback without Andy Reid. Andy Reid is still a, a head coach that could bring a team to a Super Bowl. Brought it with McNabb. He was a step away with Alex Smith. There's no telling that Alex Smith had that team stayed healthy, couldn't get there, right? So the track record of, and I know, look, Belichick is still the GOAT until you knock him off the throne. But the track record is Bill Belichick was a product of Brady more than Brady was a product of Belichick, whereas Andy Reid is not a product of Mahomes. Mahomes is a product of Andy Reid.
0: Did I miss somewhere in the media, Tom, or is it just idiot media members? And I use that term very lightly that all this talk of Andy Reid retire. Where did that come from? That why would he retire if he won or lost? I mean, 65. He may not look like he's in the best of health, but I haven't heard anything saying that he's not. Why, even if they lost this game, why would you retire? You're, there's no reason to. He's, he's in my mind. Look how old Belichick is. He's still got another ten years.
1: Well, well, uh, readdress read this. I don't know if you saw the post game show. I'm not sure where you, where you watched the game tonight, Tim. And a lot of guys, yeah, you know, I know, in a sports book and a sports bar, they don't switch it over to get the post game show and all that. Uh, But I switched over to watch the postgame show and Andy Reid addressed it. They asked him and he looked at them like, like they had eight heads. He was like, I'm not going anywhere. (laughs) I'm coming back next year and, and I'm having fun. I mean, you know, he, he kind of laughed it off immediately. So no, he's coming back that there's, there's no reason to, he's won all, he's won three championships after the age of 60 years old. Yeah. Um, He was doing this into his seventies. So do I think that Andy Reid has 10 years left? No. Do I think he's got five? I don't know, maybe. And, and and as much as we love Andy Reid, and I am a massive Andy Reid fan. Um, anybody that knows me knows how much I love Jimmy Buffett. The guy wears Hawaiian shirts like I do every day, no matter where he is, loving cheeseburgers. I love Andy Reid, okay? I love him. Why would he not want to chase the conversation we're talking about? Even if you're the nicest dude in the world, in the back of your mind, don't you have to think, sit back and, if you're Andy Reid, and say, ah, I I, I want to end this conversation. I want to end the conversation of, is he one of the best? And say, no, 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 I am the best. How many more does he really have to win, Tim? You know, right now, we're in the conversation. He wins next year, and he gets three in a row, and the dynasty really gets it. All of a sudden, that's going to be the topic. That is going to be it. He wins two in the next three years. Maybe he takes over the throne. So, yeah, he's not going anywhere, and he shouldn't go anywhere. He's and he's coaching at an elite, elite level. He has Patrick Mahomes with him. All of a sudden, his team team completely and utterly changed their dynamic, and they are defense and run first team. And he's still winning. Yeah, I can't give you enough credit with Andy Reid right now. I mean, he is just simply unbelievable.
0: I just have no idea where that rumor even – it had to be just some idiot trying to just throw a story out there so it sticks, right, Tom? Because there's no reason – there was nothing that I thought or saw that made you think that he wouldn't want to be there, win or lose. And the fact that he won now, like – you and I have sat in press conferences after games. The the people, they allow media credentials nowadays. They really need to look – I'm talking about anywhere. Not even here in Vegas. It's bad here, but – … all across the country. It's just like they let people in that have no idea what they're talking about, and it it actually makes them look foolish, but it makes all of us look foolish because people lump media together, Tom.
1: Well, listen, I I feel it just as much as anybody else. People nowadays are not doing things by journalism. They're doing things because of clicks. You get a lot more attention saying something outlandish and outrageous that makes no sense and goes against popular belief, hoping to get interaction and people to look at what you're talking about more than a factually correct but boring take, right? I mean, that's just reality. If if it was a beautiful day in Las Vegas for seven days in a row and the guy came out there on the weatherman and said, hey, tomorrow's going to be a beautiful day, no one's paying attention. But if it was a beautiful day seven days in a row and the guy came out there and put out a tweet and said, I expect a tornado tomorrow. <laughs> he may be wrong, Tim, but he's going to get the clicks, right? right. right. And it's the same thing in, in, you know, we'll call it, I don't even want to call it journalism. We'll say the same thing in sports media. People want to scream the loudest with the most ridiculous takes. The, the, I had the, the interaction once this year where I was trying not to be mean somebody. And I was just saying, look, that that's just a a crazy take. You got to pull it back a little bit. Um, I do believe that some of the media believe that they believe in their art, whatever they're saying. It's just, just so off base. But I also believe a lot of them don't believe it. You know, I, I believe a lot of those guys don't believe what they're saying. They just are way better marketers than either one of us will ever be.
0: Last segment before the top of the hour, Tom. We might as well continue on the GOAT talk. And I already know you're going to slam this one, but... People,
1: oh, you don't want to save like a half an hour for this?
0: Well, no. no. We, can, we can revisit it for sure. But <laughs> I think you'll you'll bury this one very quickly. But the again, the idiots out there that want to post things, whether they believe it or not, and I agree with you, most of them probably don't. But Patrick Mahomes, three Super Bowl titles now in five seasons. He's 28, Tom. He's going to hit 30,000 yards passing next year. It's going to be close to 250 touchdowns. Passer rating is going to be well over 100. He's getting the GOAT calls, man. He's getting the GOAT calls.
1: Well, I don't have to slam anybody here, Tim. Patrick Mahomes was asked this after the game. Again, not sure if you saw this interview. They asked him about the GOAT. He looked directly into the camera and to Patrick Mahomes' full credit, and he said, well, Brady beat me in the Super Bowl. He'll always have that. Mic drop, right? If you saw it, Mike, right? look, that was Mahomes saying it. But if I said it, it's it, It's mic drop. Tom Brady, well into his 40s, with a brand new team, beat Patrick Mahomes on the biggest stage. The end. They went head to head, and he lost. The end. It, it's the end of the conversation. Besides the fact that I can say to you, you know, I read these things. Somebody came out and he was a prominent media member, very prominent media member for a very prominent media company. I don't know what I'm allowed to say on the air or not. It wasn't Fox Sports. Um came out and said, We've never seen someone win like this before they were 28, you know, in their 28-year season. Tom Brady had three championships. Patrick Bowen says three at 28 years old, guys. It's not like Brady started late, right? He had three. The same age as Patrick Mahomes, except Tom Brady continued to win. And then after the winning was done for one team, Tom Brady in his first year went to a brand new team and a brand new organization with a historically challenged winning success rate, new coach, knew everything, and he won again. How about Patrick Mahomes tomorrow gets traded to the Bears Takes the Bears to a championship the next year. That's what Brady did. So forget it. You know, the, the idea of the goat talk, it's all it's almost obscene. It's almost sickening. It's like they they want to shove someone down your throat and act like we didn't just watch what just happened. You know, it's gaslighting at its finest. Act like the guy that you're saying he's better than didn't just beat him right in the Super Bowl with, with a team of ragtags on his team and the dynasty on the other side. The only thing that stopped the Chiefs dynasty was a ragtag bunch of Tom Brady's into his 40s, guys. But that's how much better Brady was. He was so extraordinarily better. It's not even close. It's a- I will go as far as this. Patrick Mahomes is not, still not in the top five quarterbacks of all time. Right, right. So, so for, forget about number one. Just, just, just stop. Brady. It, this is, guys. This is in boxing terms. If people want to compare two players, and you go, wait a minute, this guy was twenty five years old, in the middle of his title run, and he took on a forty year old over the hill boxer, and the boxer knocked him out for the championship. You then cannot 10 years later have the conversation. Maybe he's better. No, (laughs) right? No, 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 no. This is, this is just the end of the, just just end it. Now stop right where you are. The idea that Patrick Mahomes a will ever be the goat has long since gone. He's not the goat. He's not in the conversation of the goat. Stop. He,
0: he, He has to win four more to even be considered in the conversation. And we know with Brady, Tommy, you said it, he had three in the same age group. It took, he didn't win another one for 10 years, right? It took him 10 years to win another Super Bowl. Then he won four in eight years to get to his seven. That's, that's unbelievable. And we've talked about this year after year on this show, but you're right. He's not even in top Montana. He's not better than Montana at this point. He's not better than Bradshaw at this point. I'm just going off rings. Aikman, he's not even better than Aikman, and I'll say that in the fact that because Dallas single-handedly destroyed those teams they played in the Super Bowl. It wasn't like they needed comeback victories like Mahomes has done. So I'll even put Troy Aikman over Mahomes in the GOAT talk just in simple facts and statistics, and that's what we go by, Tom. That's what it is. Tim,
1: um, let's just just say this. Tom Brady went to three Super Bowls. After 40 years old. So Tom Brady, after turning 40, is as good as Patrick Mahomes. Let's not talk about before 40. But to- let's just go just one for one. Is Patrick Mahomes as good as Tom Brady after 40 years old? I'm not sure. It's it's tight. It's tight. I think I think they're about the same player. That's after 40. What happened to the 15 years before that?
0: Patrick Mahomes is a Hall of Famer, though.
1: Yeah, he is. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Got to, got to, he retired tomorrow. Know. He's a Hall of Famer.
0: Right. Right.
1: And that's not to say, listen, when I say that, and the, we, we get this with a lot of sports. I know we got to come up to a break. We get this with a lot of sports, you know, where I will say something and people go, oh, man, you, you don't like that guy. And I'm going, I'm telling you, he's top five or top 10 all time in the history of the sport. He's just not one. I argue this a lot of times with Babe Ruth. Um, people will say, well, you don't think this guy, no, (laughs) no, no, no one's close to Babe Ruth. Willie Mays, not close, not even in the conversation. Hank Aaron, not in the conversation. Ted Williams, not in the conversation. Barry Bonds, not in the conversation. That doesn't mean those guys aren't top 10, 15 players in the history of the sport, but they're just not number one, right? You're a wrestling fan, Tim, right? Yeah. We all love Randy Orton. Randy Orton's fantastic. He's great. Is Randy Orton Stone Cold or Andre the Giant or Hulk Hogan or, or you know, uh, or, 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 or Bruno San Martino? No, doesn't mean he's not a great wrestler. Doesn't mean that these guys aren't great. But it, it's actually a slight to Patrick Mahomes to dare compare him to Tom Brady.
0: I agree. And it's it's. It's really the only thing that that naysayers want to put on him, and I think he handles it well. You said in the press conference he he deflected perfectly because he knows, right? He's not a stupid man. He knows what he says. I don't
1: even think it was a deflection. I I think that Patrick Mahomes was like, guys, he beat me head to head. Like (laughs) I don't even think it was a deflection. I give Patrick Mahomes, like you said, full credit. I don't think it was a deflection. I think he looked right at him and was like, what are you, nuts? The guy just beat me head to head. Like, no. You know, it's not, stop, stop with that. Why do you, why are you bringing down my career uh, by comparing me to somebody I could never be? And
0: I gave him credit for that because he didn't even have to say that, Tom. He could have just stuck up seven fingers and said, that's the goat and left it at that. But he went a bit further to say that he beat me and I can never beat him. So,
1: you you know, Tim, it, it's funny because we only do this in sports. Imagine we did this in other aspects of life. You know, you, you turn around and you go. I'm doing really well. I got a you know a bonus at work. I, I you know I made like 150 grand this year. I'm feeling good. Bought a new car. People are like yeah, but you're not Elon Musk. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, I mean okay, but I thought I was okay. Right. You know, it's the only only thing we do is in sports like that.
0: Top of the hour time out here on a super Sunday night. Super Bowl 58 in the books. The Kansas City Chiefs win number three in the last five. 25-22 in overtime over San Francisco. In Hour 2, we'll dive into the Chiefs and this so-called dynasty. Stay tuned. It's, like I said, a super Sunday night here on HeatWave Sports, Fox Sports Radio.
2: Now back to HeatWave Sports.
0: Hour 2 of HeatWave Sports, Super Sunday night at Las Vegas, Fox Sports Radio. Tim be Tom Barton, and Angel with you. Tom Barton, TomBartonSports.com, my partner and friend for now going into season thirteen. Tommy, talk about TomBartonSports.com a little bit. I mean, you, you literally cashed your first ticket today in the first two plays. That's that's how successful today was for you.
1: Yeah, listen, I had use check first two plays. Not only the uh, catch, which was over half, I told you guys about last night yardage. Uh, depending on where you were looking it was you know over three and a half yards five and a half yards whatever it, it, it didn't matter <laughs> alternate line was um plus 235 over 20 yards yeah got that got that as well yeah, so use check was big for me right. um I hit the under obviously although the second half under didn't go so well for me so that that was okay I wound up hitting remember I told you last night you're gonna have to lay two to one but last team to score wins yes that was another cashing in. Uh, how many attempts Christian McCaffrey would get cash in, told you it was going to be a running game. How many attempts would Tennessee, uh team get cashed in? How many attempts would Pachenko get cashed in? So look, I had a couple of losses there. I thought uh, plus 120 with the Chiefs, I'm sorry, with San Francisco running would work out, but the Chiefs wound up, uh, you know, kind of canceling that out. I told you I wasn't going on San Francisco, even though it was my pick, didn't do anything there, luckily. So overall, on my prop plays, it was an eight and three day. Absolutely, just just fantastic. The game played out nearly identical to my final score. I told you guys last night, twenty three twenty. It was twenty two nineteen, basically with with minutes to go. With a what, twenty two nineteen with less than a minute to go. I would have been off by one one point either way. So it played out pretty perfectly. I didn't go massively heavy on the Super Bowl, but what I did do on uh, the Super Bowl. I did well, and we cashed it at TomBartonSports.com. Here's what's funny, though, Tim. Right back to the well, I already have two plays up for tomorrow. That's TomBartonSports.com. Guys, Super Bowl's over. That doesn't mean you're not going to win money. I'm hitting 67. Yeah, that's a 6 and a 7. 67% right now on more than 50 college basketball plays this entire season. That is TomBartonSports.com. As a... Somebody used to say, I am the best in the world, the end.
0: The best in the business, my friend.
1: Yes, and prove it constantly.
0: Tom, let's go to the Heat Wave Hotline. You asked about this last Sunday night. A blast from the past has showed up. Fernando, what's going on, my man?
2: Hey, guys, I'm doing okay. Um, First off, congratulations on the 13th season, and um, it's a great feat, and More years to come. And, um, you know, I went to the game today. Yes, sir. We missed you. Yeah, I missed you guys, too. Um, (laughs) I'm off social media, so I'm not doing that no more. So I have to call in now. (laughs) Um, I attended my ninth and final Super Bowl, and um, I was sitting in Section 101. And in the first quarter, there was a lot of dead time. There was a lot of commercials. So to me, there's really no game flow in the first quarter. At time, and um, I think if um, what we had, what Pacheco fumble, we had McCaffrey fumble, then we had a missed, uh, well, the blocked extra point. So who knows? That could, that could let to points. You know, we'll never know now. But um, I um, had the Chiefs winning 33 to 30. I had the over. I lost that, but I, I had picked the overtime. So I came out good on that one. So I lost um, $100 on the um, over and $100 on the safety. But I put $100 on the overtime. So that paid out at $900, I believe. I got it early, very early. I think it was 9-1 to at the time. And um, other than that, the game was probably about a, I agree with you, Tom, probably about a B-minus or a C or a 6 from 110. But at the end, it was good with the overtime period. And, um... But then it was a good time there at the game and everything. And um, it's just um, we'll see if they can do it again. And how um, Matt and Maggie is going to get a ring. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Fernando, Go I, got a, I got a couple of questions real quick. Um, sure. num- number that one, hurts. that was funny. Number one, <laughs> what did that seat cost you? Number two, have you really been to nine Super Bowls? And number three, why do you say you're last?
2: Yeah, my, um, my cancer doctor, she gave me the tickets. Um, her and her wife were going to be away for this weekend in the Bahamas or something, taking some trip to the Sandals. She couldn't get rid of them, so she gave them to me. Oh, wow. So I got, so I got them for free. <laughs> F-R-E-E. Everybody's favorite word. And uh, the second question was, I'm sorry?
0: Uh, have you been to nine Super Bowls?
2: Yeah, the ones in Southern California are uh, the ones at the Rose Bowl, um, SoFi, Santa Clara, uh, I believe it was, back in the um, 80s. So I lived in Southern California. I went to all the ones in in California. And uh, my ninth one, this is it for me. I've uh, attended enough and um, time is kind of running out on me, guys. Um, And uh, I'm ill now, so I'm slowly going down that road and um, I've enjoyed the, the shows over the past years and everything. And um, um, congratulations to you guys on the on the years. 13 years went by fast. <laughs> so, um, so for the future, um, we'll see if Kansas City can do three in a row. What do you guys think?
0: Tommy?
1: I don't see it. We're going to get into why the free agents, but uh, at this point, are we still betting against uh, Patrick Mahomes? I said it last night. It, it terrifies me. terrifies me to bet against him. I used to say the same thing about Brady. So mm-hmm. am I betting against him? Eh, probably not. Not if we're <laughs> in the same position next year. Um, you know, Fernando, it, it is, uh, you know, it's a shame to hear that you're not going back to the Super Bowl and, and whatnot. I would say, Tim, I would say in my time in the history of this show, we have had three elite, elite listeners, Maddie, who was on last night, mm-hmm. uh, of course, Joseph over there in Chicago, and Fernando, who is the OG yes. of the elite listeners, probably our longest and most loyal listener of all
2: time. Yeah, from the very from the very start, from the first show on, I just started to listen to the show and every Saturday and, Saturday and Sunday when... You know, when those VGK nights come on, you know, that messes up everything sometimes.
0: <laughs> it does, man.
2: It's frustrating. <laughs> hey, you guys, have a, have a great night, and um, and um, hopefully um, future bets will come in good for you guys, and uh, you guys take care for now, okay?
0: Thanks, man. Appreciate it. Stay strong. Bro. Stay
2: well. Yep. Okay, take care. Bye-bye.
0: Stay strong, Mr. Fernando. Appreciate the phone call as always. And he's, he brought up something, Tommy, the – the chiefs and and this is kind of where the, we'll seg into it that mahomes and a 3 threepeat and a four and six and and really the word and I saw, I did see right after the game when when mahomes interviewed on the field talking about the dynasty and even he said we're not done yet matt who you put in the the uh, caller hall of fame as well or fan interaction hall of fame whatever you want to call it, the the Wave Sports Hall of Fame he said last night and you heard it tommy was the he thought the window was closing which Again, got some eyebrow raises from some people around here. What about the dynasty issue?
1: Well, according to my calculations, and I said this before, time they are a dynasty. Got to win three in five years or three in a row. Um, but but I do think you have to look at the Chiefs and you have to understand the AFC is full of young, dynamic quarterbacks. It, it, they're a step away right from from Mahomes right now. I mean, a step away. That step might be Travis Kelsey not playing very much longer. Mm-hmm. We just talked about Andy Reid. I think Kelsey runs it back one more year, but I don't think he's going to be around for three, four more years. And when you're talking about longevity and here we go, we're going to do it. Um, one of the benefits that Brady got was that Belichick was with him for so long. Right? Mahomes doesn't have that benefit. Andy Reid, even if we say he's going to be here for another four or five years, that that's all he's got. Travis Kelsey, you think he's here for four more years? No chance. You know, he 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 may retire next week. We don't know. But I would say Kelsey, the most you could say is one or two more years. So the dynasty isn't done yet. They're going to come back real strong next year. They're going to be one of the absolute favorites to win it again. I put it out there already. I said, well, you know what? No time to rest here. And I already put out, you know, for next year's Super Bowl odds, I, I went right down and let, let's go go there. And the Chiefs are right at the top, right? I mean, they're going to be right there. Yeah, they should be. I'm not saying that they shouldn't be. They absolutely should be. The Chiefs are right back where, or will be right back where they absolutely belong. With that being said, we have to be realist. We have to be realist about free agency. We have to be realist about who's coming up behind them, right? Which is uh, a slew of AFC contenders. But at the same time, they are leading the AFC at eight to one odds, right? They are right there. They still have Mahomes. As of now, they still have Kelsey and they still have Andy Reid. I'm not telling you that they are done for next year. I don't think it's likely, but I didn't think this year was likely either.
0: Tommy, back to the heat wave hotline. Another loyal listener over the years and part time fill in host, Jose V. What's up, Jose? I don't think we got him, do we? Got him there, Angel? Jose, you there? No, Jose. Jose, call back. He
1: says he's on hold, guys. He says you he's gotta on hold. Him,
0: okay.
1: Uh, got to get those gremlins.
0: Even in the new studio, they're here. Tommy, you can't feed him after midnight, man.
1: I, I hear him pressing buttons. I, I hear yeah, buttons. I think that's on. <laughs> that's on
0: we'll, we'll try to it. It might Jose, be us. Yeah, Jose, call back on that one. Uh, we'll figure it out. You said you said in that. You look; they play in the AFC, which I think makes this even, even a a, a bigger, bigger deal, Tom. That um, the three and five. You know, you look at the quarterback. You said the quarterbacks, the teams. It's uh, it's wide open. this is, Okay, let's try it again, Jose. You there, brother? I don't got them, Tommy. I don't. We don't have them. So no. Uh, okay. Look,
1: the the yeah yeah the quarterbacks, Tim, in the AFC. I mean. You know, Burrow's in his window. Lamar, I know he chokes, but he's still coming off of an MVP. Josh Allen is still a threat. Say what you want. He's still a threat, right? Yeah. Uh, Herbert now has Harbaugh. Uh, Trevor Lawrence, I don't know if he ever becomes what we thought, but okay, he's got to be there. CJ Stroud just proved he's on the trajectory up. I mean, did I miss anybody? Tua, if his he still stays healthy. The AFC is just stacked right now. Absolutely stacked right now. And there are quarterbacks in the AFC that have proven that, yeah, they can knock off moments. You can tell me maybe not when it all counts or whatever, but but they're right there. They're a step away. And right now, as instituted, you're right maybe if you're a Kansas fan. Yeah, but they're a step above. They are. But is that step Travis Kelsey? Does Travis Kelsey come back? Does Travis Kelsey look like he did in the last three playoff games? Or does Travis Kelsey look like, well, he looked like he did most of the year. I think that that is a huge, huge difference maker.
0: Let's try one more time. Loyal listener, part-time fill-in host, a winner today with Jawan Johnson touchdown, Jose V.
3: What's going on, man? Appreciate you taking my call. I just have to call you guys, man. First of all, great show yesterday. He Wave Sportsman, longest sports radio show in Vegas running. You guys doing your thing as always. I appreciate you letting me call in. But look, man, I just want to give a few thoughts about the Super Bowl real quick. Tim, if you don't mind, and Tom, I appreciate you guys. This was a first half where obviously defense dominated. I was getting text messages back and forth. Oh, my God, this is a boring game. This is horrible. It's not. It was just a great defensive battle to start the game. And then both teams kind of figured it out a bit in the second half with the Chiefs doing more. Now, the biggest topic of conversation now is is Patrick Mahomes going to surpass Tom Brady. Is he that guy? With all due respect, he's great. Give him his roses right now. Give him his flowers. But he's not there just yet. Tom Brady is still there. Tom Brady is still the GOAT, whether you like him or not, whether you hate him, whether your team is the opposite rival, right? Like me, I'm a Jets fan. You guys know that. But I'm still going to respect greatness where it's at. And Patrick Mahomes did what he had to do at the end of the game. But everything I'm hearing is, well, Brock Purdy couldn't get it done, right, guys? Brock Purdy finally showed that he's not – That guy, he's just a game manager. If we look at his stats, he did nothing wrong. He did what he had to do. It's just it was a great defensive battle all the way around. I think it was a great Super Bowl. But the biggest thing that I think needs to be talked about, guys, more than anything, is what Vegas did with this Super Bowl, right, in general as hosting it. You didn't hear any issues. You didn't really hear any problems with off-the-field issues or players that were here or even players that weren't even playing in the game that were here having any problems. Everything was under control. Everything was under wraps. So I'll be honest with you, man. If the Super Bowl wants to come back here every other year, whatever it may be, I think Vegas did an amazing job hosting it. I did both teams, did an amazing job of winning it. And I think the Niners still have a lot to hold their head up high. I mean, it was a tough game today. Kansas City came out and did what they had to do. But the reason why I think we need to slow our breaks and pump it down a little bit on the Kansas City Chiefs, of Patrick Mahomes, is that There was a lot of conversation about Andy Reid possibly retiring after this season, but now that they won, obviously that conversation is going to switch. So when you look at Tom Brady and what he did with Bill Belichick, he had him forever if he won a championship away from him, but look what he did there. How much more time are we going to see Andy Reid there? And if so, who takes over, right? Who can continue that dynasty with Patrick Mahomes and everything else that they have? But... At the end of the day, I think it was a great Super Bowl. I think it was a great job by the committee here in Vegas doing what they had to do. And big ups to the, to the Chiefs, man. I mean, I, I hit you guys up. I sent you the ticket. I had a big conversation with a buddy of mine, Jawan Jennings, was just on our mind all day when it came to the Niners. And he came through, man. He scored. He got a touchdown. He had a great game. He even threw for one. But at the end of the day, the team that the public was on, right, because the sharp betters, the big money, was on the Niners, but everybody was public-wise on the Chiefs. So I guess the public was right tonight, and the Chiefs came through, and congratulations to them, man. I appreciate you guys taking my call, Tim and Tom, and um, keep doing your thing, man. You guys are amazing. You guys are the number one sports talk show here in Vegas, and there's no doubt about that, right, when it comes to time, and not only you guys on the air, and your flowers are there, man. appreciate you guys for giving me a few moments to bless your listeners, and just let me you know, ramble off a bit, guys.
0: Thanks, Jose. We appreciate you, brother. Tommy, yes, you wanna, sir. Have a great night. Tommy, you want to dive into some of that?
1: Yeah, I got to tell you, for one of the more just, just fantastic visual things that I've never seen, and maybe I just had not paid attention to it, because my heart's in Vegas, and, and I know the city better than I know anywhere else. But one of the things that I absolutely just loved is the entire city was surrounded by the Super Bowl. It wasn't like, OK, Super Bowl is going on and, and, you know, this little area. No, when they were playing Reba McIntyre's, uh, you know, God Bless America, and they panned down the strip and each one of the casinos had the American flag on the outside. I love that stuff. I love that. I don't know. It's simplistic. It's simple. I don't care. I love it. Uh, Kyle Brandt from Good Morning Football, right, um, did a, a spot. It was an a Ace Rothstein spot. He wore the pink jacket and stuff. It was uh, just fantastic stuff. But he's walking through the casino at the Bellagio. They let him film walking through. He gets to the back. And as soon as he finishes his thing, boom, he's standing out there, puts his arms up and the, the fountain comes up. That had to be sat down with the Bellagio staff and said, okay, we're going to time this out. Exactly. We're going to film at a casino. Sure. But we're also going to time this out. Exactly. It looked like Vegas, the city, In the best way possible, this is not a negative. Vegas is a city in the best way possible, bent over backwards to accommodate the NFL and say, no, we want to show you what this can be. All week long, the Spear having the Niners helmets, the the, the rings on it, the KC helmets. And then during the National Anthem, the Spear had the American flag. So at the moment that the National Anthem was going on, anywhere you looked on the Strip, anywhere you looked in the city of Las Vegas, you knew it was being sung. A two-minute, a minute and 91 seconds. Yeah, she went over. A minute 91-second song. The whole strip coordinated to have the American flag up at exactly that moment. That's the stuff that you love, man. And I'm glad uh, Jose brought it up. There were no incidents. There was no problems. The Okay, you know, the traffic was this and the lines were that. I don't care about any of that. I was overly impressed with how absolutely coordinated everything was in Vegas, and everything was with the, the in in regards to the NFL and the game itself. Forget about the notion of we talked last night the hoopla and the Vegas feel. Even the pregame show started with Sinatra. Yes, give me more. Pump that into my veins, man. I loved all of it. They took everything that was great about Vegas in the public's minds. Every in. in little thing that was fantastic about it. And they pumped it into the veins of the viewers, pumped the NFL, moved it up, and they took everything that could be talked about being negative and they pushed it aside and they didn't let us know. So I think they did an absolutely outstanding job. Now I brought this up that there's a lot of people that said this this game could never come back to big. They hated it, they hated the accommodations, they hated the situation, they thought Vegas handed it poorly. I couldn't be more, 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 more upset after I saw the production value, what they did, how this week went. It was all absolutely, absolutely fantastic. So I have to say A++++ plus, 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 plus to the city of Vegas and how they handled it.
0: I'm with you and Jose. I thought it was... I thought – you, you know me, and I'm a cynic, Tom. I really am, especially when it comes to the city because I feel like it it, it changes based on uh, what class you sit in with, with what kind of money you have, et cetera. And I feel that they did a great job. You're right. I have no problems with the way it was handled. There were no incidents that stand out. Uh, the, the, the only thing that I heard people com- constantly bitching about was the traffic. Well, guess what it's vegas there's gonna be traffic anyway so you know what if that's all you can complain about they did a job well done i think it'll be back you mean
1: midtown manhattan at five o'clock every day (laughs) right right
0: (laughs) the the uh freeways in la right you know um
1: right
0: yeah i think it'll be back once this the other night i ran them off i believe the next three are already uh set up but i think it'll be back in four or five years and and that's just the way it'll be in rotation uh real quick though tom just to close the door on this dynasty talk we we had when Mid mentioned they play in the AFC, uh the quarterback grouping, a young, nice young group of quarterbacks that can lead these teams in the Baltimores, the Buffaloes, the Cincinnati's, the Cleveland. Oops, not Cleveland, but the Houstons, right? uh Jacksonville, like you said, all those and the Chiefs have still done this in a three in a five-year window three times. You mentioned in the beginning of the show how that's what happens to good teams. They lose, they lose their top players, they lose their coaches, they lose their depth. The fact that Kansas City's been able to to survive this, they survived losing Tyreek Hill, probably the top receiver in the NFL, and replaced him with a rookie in Rice, and it took Rice—he's develop; he's still developing is the way I look at it. I don't think he'll ever be Tyreek Hill, Tom, but it, now it's a matter of where do you adjust as the Chiefs. Instead of having the one guy, you have the Rices that got better as the season went on. You have the Grays and the Watsons that, that performed— Better in the second half of the season you still have the old man and kelsey like you said pachanko is young they are still uh, and, and i like matt visca as well i think a lot of what he brings to the table is true on the, on one side of the ball but i don't think the window is closed tom i think mahomes said it best at the end of the game they're just getting going because they've figured out a way to make it work losing losing depth losing guys. Mahomes was a $37 million cap hit this year. Tom, that was huge against the cap for him. So that's going to come up again. They've been able to do it. The front office deserves uh, much credit. The coaches deserve much credit, including, of course, the next goat and Andy Reid, and the guys do. And, and you know what? I don't have them winning the Super Bowl next year, right? Because I just, I just, for me, it's too tough to do that, especially where they're playing. But hey, man, well, who's to say they don't or who's to say they don't do it again in two years, Tommy, and the dynasty continues. I just think the window is still wide open for them.
1: Brett Veach has a lot of work to do, the general manager for the Chiefs. Um, Patrick Mahomes' cap hit goes up to 50, almost 52 million next year. The Chiefs have 24 of their 53 players on their active roster available for free agency. Chris Jones sat out last year. I mean, this year in the beginning of uh, the season, even into week two. Signed a one-year contract for twenty-five million dollars and was not happy about it. Got another six million dollars of incentives. Uh, they have some some free agents, Tim. Right? I mean, Chris Jones is the biggest one. He's going to want thirty million dollars plus. Uh, Legarius Sneed, another big one. He's probably going to want fifteen million dollars plus. Willie really Gay, huge uh, for this team. You got your backup running backs. Okay, you can get rid of uh, McKinnon and Edwards-Helaire and be okay. What about you know their punter, Nicole Hardman, the guy that caught the touchdown tonight? Uh, Richie James, backup wide receiver. Allegretti starting outside left uh, tackle. I mean, you're looking at a roster where even if he does a great job, it's going to have a lot of turnover, Tim, a lot of turnover. Again, 24 of 53. They're going to be about $24 million under the cap after Mahomes' hit comes in. you got to give about $3 million to the rookies. So now you're at $20 million. I think Chris Jones leaving will be detrimental to this defense. He's the best player on defense by far and I just can't see them affording him if they do afford him, where are they going to cut guys I mean where are they going to find cap room it, it's getting to that crunch time where you either have to make a trade you got to make a big move you got to draft really well but you have to replace not a player but you got to replace your best defensive player more than likely Chris Jones is out of there
0: they they the good teams figure it out though right Tom and they may not win look there's one winner. I say this all the time. There's one winner. Whatever the sport is, there's just one winner at the end of the season. Buffalo, Baltimore, Cincinnati now has started doing it. You've seen the way that they've been able to restructure deals, bring in veterans, get guys to take less money on the front end, uh, You know, knowing that at the back end they're probably not going to be there just to continue to win. And Kansas City is at the top of that list, Tommy. And what makes me think that they can't continue to do it, they're going to lose – a couple of those guys. There's no doubt about it, right? They're, financially, that's just the way it's going to work. It's what they replace it with. It counts. And like you said, is there stars in the making there in Kansas City? They're a young team, and that's what makes them even more dangerous than some of these other teams. Baltimore, they're going to reload. They're going to lose some guys too. They do it every day. They're going to reload. But Kansas City, those guys are young. So if those guys continue to develop, that's where it's going to be tough. And oh, by the way, their quarterback's just 28 years of age and relatively injury free.
1: Well, you just said the key word, injury, and that's why I was going to go on. Uh, When you look at dynasties, you look at a lot of luck involved. And I'm not talking about luck on the field. I'm talking about a lot of luck. Kansas City has had that. They have their star players who play generally all the time. They have a quarterback who has had no injuries. Even Brady missed a season, right? I mean, that is very, very rare. Very rare that Patrick Mahomes plays basically the entire year. Very rare he's not really missed any playoff games. Very rare you get that going into your almost 30-year season. Very rare you get a, core, uh, a tight end who's your number one receiver into his mid-30s without major injuries, major missed time, major decline. Very rare that you don't lose big key agent-free agents like a Chris Jones. It's just rare. Can it happen? Sure. Would I bet against it? No. Uh, but do I think that Matt has a, a good point? I do. There's a lot of luck involved. I, if you ask me Tom Brady's biggest trait, it's not coming back from behind. It's not winning championships. It's not even his game design or his arm strength or any of that. Tom Brady, his number one attribute is being on the field. The guy just really didn't miss time. You can't predict injuries, but you could say, wow, Patrick Mahomes really has been injury free. How long is that going to last?
0: Tom, I want to do the the final timeout and come back with we'll just talk some various Super Bowl things. Half time. Yes, the halftime, the commercials, all that. Is there anything left about the game itself you'd like to finalize here before we have some little fun on the other side of the timeout?
1: Yeah, the last thing I want to say, and this is going to be a conversation, a topic of conversation, is I think tonight that um Travis Kelsey proved to the world what a piece of trash he is. <laughs> I I mean that that's it. I, you, you cannot, I don't care if you're the biggest swifty out there. You can't defend what he did to Andy Reed in full view of everybody on the sidelines. Um, Andy Reed's wife was visibly upset afterwards, giving the interview afterwards. Andy Reed said, you know, I, I, I have a, a fake hip I, and I almost fell down. I didn't even realize it. They asked Travis Kelsey. He's like, well, unless the mics pick me up, I'm just going to say, I said, we're, we're doing a good job or whatever he said, because he was deflecting. He's always been a piece of trash. He's always been that guy. And now it's in full view of the world. You can't hide that. And I'm telling you now, Andy Reid, he may seem like that cool, calm demeanor. He is not going to take that lightly. He embarrassed him in national TV. Travis Kelsey showed his true colors tonight. What a piece of trash this man is.
0: Expect you to go a little light there. But uh, then again, you're Tom Barton. I know better than that. So
1: <laughs> He's just pure trash. That's yeah. it.
0: I'm not defending it either or, Tommy. I, all of us sitting there were like, "What what is that? What is that?" And you don't
1: do that. You no. don't do that to your coach. You don't do that to a 66-year-old coach. You don't do it to a 66-year-old coach with a bad hip and you come up behind him and you do it on national TV and you do it in the Super Bowl to a Super Bowl winning quarter a coach. I mean, what what are you doing? What what's wrong with you?
0: Especially when you're in middle aged One age.
1: too many boosters, Tim. One too many boosters. Yeah.
0: Middle-aged uh Middle-aged man doing that to a, a senior citizen—that's essentially what it came horrible. down to. Right? Yeah.
1: Horrible. Horrible. And let me tell you something: if he wasn't with, uh, you know, Taylor Swift, we would all be ripping him apart to no end. Did you see that? See that that tight end do that? If that was if that was George Kittle that did that to Shanahan, it would be the topic of conversation from now until next year. He doesn't get a pass just because he's Travis Kelsey.
0: He thinks he does, though. Tom he thinks he does.
1: Yes, he does.
0: All right, final timeout. Tom Barton, Tim Unglesby, and Angel with you on a Super Sunday night. On the other side of the break, this halftime show. What an atrocity. We'll break that down for you. It's Heat Wave Sports, Fox Sports Radio.
2: Now back to Heat Wave Sports. Here's Tom Barton and Tim Unglesby.
0: Close this show out. A little miscellaneous Super Bowl talks. Rule 58, Las Vegas, Legion Stadium. Chiefs 25, Niners 22, overtime. Mahomes MVP, Chiefs 3-5, and five. that's three titles in five years. I think that about covers, uh, oh, Travis Kelsey, piece of trash. I think that covers everything that we've broken down for you to game-wise here tonight. And again, we, Tommy and I appreciate you all listening to us here as we enter our season 13. Tommy, we are seven years away from that wonderful Hall of Fame plaque that... <laughs> angels laughing at me but it's true we're seven years away from that man
1: you want to talk about the goat i i, I think we get him before Mahomes. <laughs> <laughs> we, we
0: probably will yeah we probably will <laughs> so what's left over Let, let's start with the commercials tom let's get that out of the way commercials yay or nay i i, I lean towards the nay this year i didn't think there were very many good good ones in fact this is kind of going on uh a little streak here. And I think the last few years have been, I won't even say a disappointment anymore. It's just like, they're not hyped up as they were. Or maybe it's just not the it's just too expensive to do one. Maybe that's what it is.
1: We were keeping track. There were two car commercial and two beer commercials. Like what? Hmm. What well, I can, can tell somebody tell me what Temu is. What, what is Temu? Where did they get all this money to buy like multiple Super Bowl commercials? Um, there are a couple of winners though, Tim, the stone cold one was okay. Yeah. Yeah. Not Super Bowl worthy, but that was okay. Yep. Um, the Christopher Walken commercial was good, and then they threw Usher in. Right. Which you texted to me, like, <laughs> why is Usher even in? That was that started to be good. Um, the only really good one, and look, they were against everything that I am, but I was generally like, this is a good commercial. Is the Dunkin' Donuts one with Ben Affleck. 100%. 100%. I,
0: thought it
1: was, I thought it was a good commercial.
0: I agree that was my favorite one. And they, they spent some money. Look at the actors that are in that commercial, Tommy. They spent some money on that one, man.
1: I I've been on the phone with Casey Affleck a couple times. Um, and it was good to see him in there and then Brady and then, you know, yelling about the pinstripes at the I that was, great. was just that, that's that's what we want, that kind of and the Paramount commercial commercial with uh Patrick Stewart. Now I had seen that one already, so it wasn't fresh to me, but but that was pretty good. I just uh I miss the days of of good commercials. The Arnold Schwarzenegger commercial was mildly okay. Okay, that was fine. But I miss the days of like, you know, they used to do a Super Bowl commercial and in the first quarter, there was like part one. Second quarter, there's part two. Third quarter, is part three. Then you get some, they, they just, this felt like, this felt like commercials for like an award show. You know, commercials yeah. for like a, uh, you know, a, a, a solid thing, commercials for, Maybe maybe a Christmas type of commercial didn't feel super bullish to me.
0: Duncan, Affleck, Affleck, Damon, Brady, J Lo, right? That's money, man. Yeah, that
1: was the best one.
0: Yeah, that was was the best one. That was the best. I I agree. The walking was good.
1: Even the small, even the small things. you know, Matt Damon's like, man, it's just hard to be your friend. (laughs) Like you know. Was good. I mean, it really was good. He had, he's got the Boston Bruins and the, and the Red Sox on his ja- jacket. I mean, it was just, it was really well done. And that's the kind of commercial I expect. Um, as far as worst commercials, I mean, I, again, I don't know what a TAMU is. I, I, I don't know anything about that. And they had just multiple, multiple commercials, not to get into a religious thing. Cause I am, you know, Catholic here. I don't, I don't even, I I, I was appalled at, at those commercials. Uh it, it was just it was it was crazy. I'll tell you what. I don't know. Now again, we're not getting into political. Did did you guys get the RFK commercial, Robert Kennedy commercial? Yes. It was good. It was really good. I was like, "Oh, this is kind of cool." Like, you know, it goes back and they did the, uh, the the old style. I was okay with that too. And I didn't miss this, but I didn't see any Clydesdales. I was a little upset at the Clydesdales. What was
0: is Kennedy is that his grandson? Is that correct?
1: Yeah, yeah, no, it's not his grandson, I don't think. He's he's related somehow. Oh. Um but he played but yeah, in- I, I like the stuff I yeah. like the style of it. Again, you could like him or not like him as a politician. This is not that conversation at all. Right. I don't love him as a politician. I don't hate him. It doesn't you know, he's fine. Uh I just like the style of it. I was like, ooh, this yeah. is this is cool. This is unique. He played give off give me something during the Super Bowl where it's it's cool.
0: Right. He played off of however he's related to him. He played off of that commercial in the 60s is what they did and I thought that was yeah I like that one too it was very really nostalgic the uh the team it was, it's like it's like a better version of wish.com Tom if you know what that is um it's not though and the walk-in one was great and I texted you as soon yeah, as I saw the it
1: nephew. yeah timmy's the nephew of, of JF okay
0: nephew walkin one was great and then usher was in it, and I texted you and I was like well, I don't even understand it and Before everybody wants to jump on my back because we're about to rip Usher, I like Usher. I think he's not my favorite. I don't hate him. I think he's, you know, as far as uh, entertainment, okay, whatever. But what was the need of him being in that commercial? There was none. Overall commercials, Tom, three out of ten.
1: Yeah, out of a ten, yeah. Yeah, two and a half. I mean, you know, they're fine. There was was more to... It, there were, I wouldn't say there was any bad ones. I mean, the 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 you know the the Jesus commercials that were completely off mark for any Christian that is alive bothered me, but there wasn't bad commercials. There was just not a lot of good commercials. I will give it a two and a half. Now yeah, you mentioned Usher. Let me give you my take because for, Armando called me out last night and he said, "Man, you're gonna rip the whole the the, the halftime show." I got to tell you, I told you guys a solid C minus. I can I can maybe even give it a B. Like, I thought it was, it was fine. The first, like, five, Usher comes out, the first five songs, Tim, six songs, maybe. I don't know. I didn't I didn't know one. I didn't know one word of any of them. <laughs> I didn't know why we were, like, doing slow jams at the Super Bowl. I was confused. I didn't know anything. And then Usher takes his shirt off. And, look, I'm not built like an Adonis, but I can hold my own against Usher. I don't know why he's got his <laughs> shirt off. <You> know? <laughs> It was it was a little weird. And then all of a sudden, you know, you put Alicia Keys in and I'm like, OK, wait, here's an instrument. I'm OK with this. Still didn't know the song, but I'm OK with it. Then we get roller skating. And again, I'm going, what is going on? You're you right at that point. What an atrocity this is. And I said, yeah, this is terrible. Then suddenly we get ludicrous. We get Little John. I'm up and I'm going, I know these songs. Wait a minute. The last three or four songs. I knew them. I'm fun. I'm, I'm jumping up and down. There are people flying. There's girls on poles. And, and I said, that was okay. If you took the, 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 the second half there, I was going, hey, this is a really good, this is good yeah. for a Super Bowl show. This is fine. But the first half I can't overlook. So I gave it a C minus, and I, I think I should have given it like a C plus. I, I don't think it was the atrocity that you did. But again, not my music. I didn't know the first like five songs
0: and to be to be 100% honest i did say atrocity before like tommy said it kicked in and in my mind if he would have opened the show his show with that and ended it you know with with if he would have split it up differently and just had the slow parts in the middle it probably would have been a b show yes how do you not yes. open that show up with yeah if he would have opened it with little john ludicrous and him doing yeah i think it would have definitely set the the pace of it and the trend and the momentum of it moving th- through it i don't know why they did it that way to tell you the truth um for me after the atrocity word which I, I that's you know tommy you know how it is we we clickbait it i gave it a c as well and i felt like it probably could have been a b had they just mixed it around uh, but i also do feel that his guests were better than him and um I don't yes. know, you know, yeah. they, they, obviously they made the show, right? You listed all the all the guests yet. I think one of the Black Eyed Peas was there as well, right? So they were all better than him in my opinion. So maybe that's a little something people will disagree who with. Is I don't know. Who's
1: the girl on the guitar? Because even Abby, who, who knows a lot, Her? she's actually very into that. I was like, I don't know who that is. She's like, yeah, I don't know.
0: Angel said an uh, artist is called Her, so… Just her. Just, that's it, right? Just her. Yeah. I, I don't know that joking. one either. Tom. Okay. Yeah. No, oh, no. That's listen, I
1: learned what an I, I learned what an ice spice was tonight, and it's not Black Annie. I mean, that's what it looked like. <laughs> I, I had no idea what that was. So now there's someone called her. Okay. Her,
0: just her. All right. Yes.
1: All right. Well, she was fine. I just didn't know who she was. You know, that's the thing. Like, I have to be real here, and I didn't like the beginning of the show because I didn't know the songs. I, it's not my music. I didn't know her. her. <laughs> Literally, I didn't know her. Uh, but I wasn't bashing it. But somebody that that did like them that I know uh, that did like like all of that was like, yeah, even I like and and it wasn't that great. But the second half, like you said, was fantastic.
0: I think that's the problem, too, is that in today's day and age with the social media and everybody having an opinion is that everybody assumed that's what he would open with. So it's almost like they were scripting WWE and that, oh, that's what they want. We're not going to do that. We're going to give them something different. But why not give them what they want? That's what everybody expected him to open with. He should have opened with it. It would have changed the complete flow of the show. And in my opinion, it kept him from getting a uh, a B standing with me. In fact, now sitting here thinking about it again, the instant reaction after I've thought about it is C minus Tom.
1: Yeah, yeah, I'm okay with that. I could go, I could go as high as a C plus. You know, if you force me into a B minus, I'm like ah, maybe I get it because I don't know. Again, I don't know that music, but I'm the guy that is going to give you a straight call on that because I'm comparing it to the other Super Bowl shows. Yeah. I thought it was one of the better ones done recently. Bruno Mars was atrocious. The dude that was caught in the box. I don't even know what was going on there. You know, half the time I'm sitting there going, I've never heard of this random person. The the Super Bowl show with Eminem and Dr. Dre that everybody thinks was so great. I thought it was one of the biggest flops that we've heard. It, It had a lot of potential. Fell flat. So this was good. I liked, again, I liked Ludacris's uh addition. I liked Little John's edition. I liked the additions that they you knew they were gonna add some. I liked Alicia Key's edition. So, like you said, yeah, how did Usher do? I don't know. Usher C minus. How did the show do as a whole? Yeah, probably better than, than that because as you said, he was outshined.
0: I think if I have time next year, which is you know how that goes, Tom, but because you can watch a lot of these on YouTube the, the halftime shows. I think I want to do like a top five or top seven list for next year to see where we're at. I don't know if Usher makes that list though Tommy.
1: No, no
0: way no no too many too no. many good ones in the early 2000s and late 90s, right?
1: I mean, look I, you know I said last night that Prince was the all-time standard bearer, but I actually thought that uh and completely not my music, but I thought Justin Timberlake did a good job. I was with you for that
0: yeah. Before the you know, breast grab, or is that what you're talking about? Yes. Yeah. Yes. yes.
1: <laughs> but again, that's what people are going to remember. Uh, you know. what, but what are you going to remember from this Super Bowl halftime show? You're going to go, oh, yeah, Little John and, and Ludacris was there. Right. Not Usher. We right. may have a hard time remembering who the main act was, but Correct. we're going to remember that that happened. Shakira was a train wreck. Uh, Dr. Dre and Eminem, for the hype that they had, complete failure. I, I mean, uh, again, Bruno Mars, j- just bad. The dude in the box, I don't even know his name, It was lost and couldn't get out of it. Like that was ridiculous. It, 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 it's not – even the Who. Remember they did that. They had the Who for once. Yeah, that ah. yeah, was bad. Uh, you know, the the, dude, in the was, time, right?
0: dude in the box was weekend. Um, yeah. Yeah, Katie, yeah, there you go. Katy Perry, that was a recent
1: one. Katy Perry was fine. Yeah, she was fine. She, was all right. yeah, she might be up. Again, if we're talking the last 20 years, she's going to be up there. Yeah. If we're talking you, all time, I don't know.
0: You too, considering what had happened, and that was probably one of the better ones.
1: And yeah, then, U2 yeah. was good. Yep. Uh, of course. But used to, again, you u U2's used to doing a good live show. Yeah. The one that one thing I'll give credit for to Usher for, he may have been, I don't know, but it didn't seem like he was lip syncing. No. No, I, I don't think he you was. You know. W- which sometimes we've seen that pretty obvious.
0: Gotta throw in, my boy Chris Wynn knows. You gotta throw in the NSYNC one in 2000. That was probably one of the better ones, my man. You know, Britney Spears was there too. Is that was a good one.
1: Don't remember it. <laughs> Hey, I really
0: sp- do. Speaking of real quickly, it just popped in my head. You know what the you know what they need to do now, Tom, is they need to bring back the Bud Bowl, man. Wasn't those, wasn't yes! that fun?
1: Wasn't that fun? Bud Bowl. Bud Bowl was good, Beavis and Butthead was good. They yep. used to have a WWE match, have a celebrity death match. Give <laughs> me alternative programming. Right. I want alternative. I don't want to have to sit and watch Usher. <laughs> you forced right. me to do that. The Rock the <laughs> Rock vs Mankind. Time, by the way, I'm not I'm not being overly critical. But even before time, I didn't think Reba was that great. She's all right. Yeah, she was all right. She was fine. Yeah. She wasn't great. I expected Reba to be Reba, man, you know? And I was like, okay,
0: she was fine. She is a little bit and on the
1: Malone, head. Post yeah. Malone was a nightmare. That might have been the worst thing <coughs> I, I. He was a nightmare.
0: I didn't even want to acknowledge that that one. So. Uh,
1: Woo. Woo.
0: Yeah. Uh, C-minus, Tom. I'm going to stay with that. C-minus. He does not make the top. He probably doesn't make the top 10 ever, so it is what it is, man. Atrocity. There you go. The words come back.
1: Super Bowl, halftime show, pregame show, commercials, all in all, total package. I don't know, C plus?
0: Yeah. 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 And that's – the overtime saved it from being a C, a C probably if you really want to talk about <laughs> yeah. that.
1: Yes. Yes. Overtime, Overtime in the fourth quarter. Going into the fourth quarter, this was a D-day. Uh, you know, because because we had overtime, because we had excitement, because we had a, fu- a fun fourth quarter. C plus, I'll take that.
0: Next year, you bring back the Bud Bowl. You bring back Spuds McKenzie. You bring back Yoquero Taco Bell. You bring back all the the hits, man. We need we need to come back from this. It's it, I don't like the direction it's going.
1: Yeah. Arnold Schwarzenegger, Ben Affleck, and Christopher Walken could not save this year's uh, no, and, and Stone Cold with hair and a mullet couldn't save it. <laughs> couldn't, no, just couldn't save it.
0: We're not being critical, folks. We're being honest. That's what you love it for.
1: right? Reba Reba McIntyre with her Intercontinental Championship on just couldn't (laughs) save it. She's getting up there
0: in age, but she still looks decent for her age. It's just that there was no, like you said, there was no oomph behind it. And she tried to pull it through at the end to get it over the hump. And it just seemed, like you said, it just seemed like it was eh, was all right. It's all right.
1: I wanted (laughs) R-Truth to come and tackle her and take the 24-7 Championship (laughs) off of her right then and there.
0: Man, that would have been a hell of a marketing ploy there, right?
1: That would have been great. Our truth, 24 7 champion.
0: All right, Tom, we'll close the book officially on the NFL season. Of course, you know, as as the months go on, there'll be the draft is next in April. We can't wait for our draft show. We'll talk about that in upcoming months as it gets closer and then free agency and then boom, we're back in the season again. But a lot of baseball talk coming up. That being said, Tommy, the. you're, you're, you, my friend. A lot going on this week. I'm sure you're going to talk about the Super Bowl a hundred more times. Tell everybody about what's going on with Tom Barton and Tom Barton Sports.
1: Like I said, guys, two plays up for tomorrow already on tombartonsports.com. I like them just as much as I like the Super Bowl game. So that'll tell you that. Tom Bartonsports.com, 67. That's a six and a seven, 67% documented. You can go check it out. Documented in college basketball this year. Now we start getting into the depths of conference play. This is the time where you really need to make money. Leading into March Madness. If you sign up with TomBartonSports.com right now and you tell them that you're listening to me and you hear my voice right now, I'm going to give you from now until the end of March Madness. Basically, it's a two for one deal. Go check it out at TomBartonSports.com. And guys. As my tradition is, when I wake up tomorrow morning, I'm putting money on the 2025 Super Bowl winner that I liked. Two years ago, it was the Ravens. Ooh, just missed that one. I, you know, I had the Niners before the year. I, I'm I'm, close. I'm getting close. I'll be taking a shot tomorrow morning and letting my members know as well at TomBartonSports.com.
0: We're at the College Hoops. Tommy, you're on fire there as well, and you do a Ivy League podcast talking about uh, college basketball, man.
1: Yeah, the Ivy League podcast, uh, you know, I was actually, I go over it. It's not just a sports betting show. It's uh, just an Ivy League show. I believe in the Ivy League. And this is the time where you can make money off of the stuff I talk about that. I was uh, an invited guest on one of the the shows here in town. And uh, I talked about Dartmouth. They have not scored more than 58 points, only one time since the middle of December. Well, guess what? Team total under hit again. Told you that Cornell plus the seven and a half. Well, they lost by two wins that again, so even if you're just a casual basketball fan, you can make some money, and you can have fun listening to me on the Believe in the Ivy League. Go check me out over there as well.
0: And, Tommy, everybody's asking. They expected you to be here for the Super Bowl, but you're coming next. We were about a month away. You're coming for March Madness. We're lining up. We're going to try to line up a meet-and-greet, but I know you're looking forward to coming out here and watching some college hoops.
1: I want those press passes, man. I want to go to uh, all the the press events And sit next to you while we watch three hours of basketball over and over and over again. I love it.
0: I've already applied to a couple. We're waiting on a couple more to go live. And, uh, yeah, it's going to be a fun week. So, everybody, Tom Barton is coming to Vegas. We'll keep you up to date on that as we roll on out of here. Angel, get us out out of here. I guess we'll call it a night here on a Super Sunday for Tom Barton. For Mr. Angel, I'm Tim Unglesby. Again, thanks, everybody, for listening to Heat Wave Sports only on Fox Sports Radio. Good night.